This episode is brought to you by Bullet Bar, a no-attitude man's bar where everybody's welcome. Check out Sunday Funday every week and Sing Bitch Karaoke on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Located on Burbank Boulevard in North Hollywood. Welcome to Leather 101. I'm your host, Doug Milliken, Mr. Regiment 2024. In the mid-1980s, as the gay community was being ravaged by AIDS, many men were opting for safer encounters and even started carrying little teddy bears in their back pockets rather than the traditional colored hankies to signify that they were into cuddling. A lot of these men were not the usual clones of the Castro scene and definitely not modern day twinks or gym bros. An article in The Advocate in 1979 entitled Who's Who in the Zoo would coin these folks as bears. In 1987, Bear Magazine was founded, and by at least 1989, the first bear bars had sprung up in San Francisco and Chicago. Bears have become a huge part of the gay subculture over the last 30 years, and now that community often overlaps with every other group in the LGBT zoo. In today's episode, we talk to Tony Vega. He is currently Mr. Los Angeles Leather Bear 2024, was Mr. Pig Week 2020 through 2022, and Mr. Gay Days Leather 2023. He's actively involved in volunteering with organizations like Tom of Finland Foundation, Mama's Helping Hands, Broward House, and Latino Salute. He's also the founder of The Meetup USA, a bi-coastal fetish event for enhanced individuals and their chasers. Tony talks about tuna, swans, babies with beards, killer robots, conversion therapy, mall bathrooms, go-go dancing, ass pigs, body modification, and meat. Let's get started. Hello. (laughs) That's perfect, actually. No, seriously. You're fabulous. I don't expect us to have to edit anything. (laughs) Okay. Celestial dinner party. You get the opportunity to invite any three guests, living or dead, real or fictional, to dinner, who would they be and what would you serve? Uh, let's see here. I, Off the top of my head, I'd pick uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Second guest I would invite would be Tom of Finland, actually. Oh, my God. Oh, you mean like real Tom? Tom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real yes. Tom. And oh, By the way, did you know he, he was an honorary member of the regiment? Yes, actually, I did know that. And did you also know, this is, um, of course, this is not about Tony in this moment, but uh, he drew some some Tom art for the regiment, which is now featured in um, our 50th anniversary art. And it, the guy has a patch that is actually our coat of arms. I haven't seen it, but I believe this was mentioned during Leather Pride Palm oh, Springs. And cool. I was actually at Toolshed during that whole... I believe it was a podcast as well. Oh, that's hot. Okay. So we've got Tom of Finland. I'm thinking like an actress, like Natalie Portman or Uh, something. Now, would she be rapping for the dinner course or would she be like dressed all black swan and shit? (laughs) Very black swan. Oh, okay. So she shows up as black swan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, fully. Yes. 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 Now, which Brad Pitt do you want? Do you want like Brad Pitt as like cool dumb brad pitt from like oceans 11 or do you want like hot brad pitt who like likes to kill the nazis i okay so now that you mentioned oceans i love 
Brad Pitt in those films because he's always eating. <laughs> Literally, that's his only business in those movies is to fucking eat. I love that. And I like, <laughs> I like a guy who is not only sexy, but has a nice appetite. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but I really liked him in that. Um, what is that movie? The, the bullet train movie. You know what? I saw it's called Bullet Train. Okay, there we yeah. go. <laughs> What's the movie about the Bullet Train? Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Um, so I saw that and I thought, oh, this is going to be such garbage. And my husband made me watch it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Steve. It was so great. Yeah, like yeah. it was so much fun. Yeah. And honestly, Brad Pitt, did you ever see Burn After Reading? Uh, I don't recall. The woman from Fargo is in it. Okay. You know, the, the cop, yeah. I think. Yeah. You have to see this. Because if okay. you love Brad Pitt being sort of goofy and, yeah. and whatever, yeah. he's the most amazing, like, B character, but he totally takes over. Yeah. And so, Burn After Reading, I think uh, William H. Macy is in it also. Uh-huh. I mean, he's fantastic. Uh-huh. Right. So, okay. Now, would Tom of Finland be sketching Brad Pitt naked or doing things during dinner? I mean, that would be an amazing exhibition that'd be an amazing show that fully yeah that's a it's a very great creative i wasn't even picturing brad pitt with his clothes off surprisingly you were not picturing brad pitt no either. i'm picturing him eating eating <laughs> okay so uh first of all uh tom would not be sketching natalie because he's notoriously bad at sketching women uh-huh. they always looked really like angry and their tits were huge kind of clunky yeah very clunky kind of clunky obvious yeah yeah um okay now what are they eating like a tuna tower Uh, i don't know that was just because natalie's there that was the first thing that popped into my head i'm I'm Uh, sorry but what is a tuna tower so it sounds like a lesbian bar tuna tower is (laughs) if you've been to if you've been to um lulu and palm springs they have like this 30 no it they have this 30 dollar brunch though and it's well worth it in my opinion are there you get get to like yes and you get to pick through a laundry list of various items for Mm -hmm. your starter your main and your dessert and they have a tuna tower as a starter and it's like um cold like fresh tuna that's stacked on top of like avocado Ooh. and sprouts and something else is in it. I forget nice. a little, um, sort of like Asian fusion or something. Yeah. Like a yeah. little wonton something on the side. Mm. It is so freaking good. Yeah. Um, I do it, love sushi. Like it's I love such it, yeah. packed like magic and, um, you know, it's fabulous. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't, I wasn't trying to channel fish or anything, <laughs> like that, but she's serving. Fish uh, you're right. Like. Exactly. But, but <laughs> I, it's, it's something that's not too messy. You know, it's like, Oh, that's really simple. Very light, you know, mm. Good for conversations. You're nibbling. You're oh, having yeah. conversations. Like cocktail food. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I'm very all. Good. I'm. That's my aesthetic. Is very like, oh, let's get together and have some accoutrements and you know talk about whatever. So speaking of cocktails and leather, are you going to be going to leather cocktails on yes, February? Yes, I believe so. Now this will air after Feb- February 10th, so mm-hmm. um, f- people will be like, "Oh, I went there and I saw you guys." Actually, hope nobody says it that way that is there, but yeah, um, <laughs> guaranteed someone. Anyway, I do love the idea because we're going to actually, we put it all together. There's yeah. going to be Tom. There's going to be cocktails. Mm-hmm. There'll be men. Yeah. Maybe somebody that looks like Brad Pitt. And we might be able to figure that out. Yeah, maybe. And, um, and definitely lots of nibbles. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. I, I know Natalie Portman. So. No, I mean, that would be amazing, but she's 
super talented. I was at Tom's house for the holiday dinner. The BB&B 40th, or was it the Avatar? Do you remember? I just remember it as the Tom's, I don't know, holiday yeah. dinner. I think if I was there, I'm sure I was down in the Pleasure Garden, like, doing stuff. And Were you there? I don't, I don't you know. Were there. Oh, then it was a different one. Okay. I don't think you were there. Um, but... Yeah, everybody brought... It was a potluck, so everybody brought a dish. No, I was not there. Whether, whether they made it or not. And I made a, a roscandulas, but a vegan version. So that's... Okay, that's rice and what? Uh, gondulas are like a pigeon pea. You can you could find them at like Hispanic markets. A pigeon pea? A pigeon pea. It what looks is- like it looks like a lentil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. It's I, just a... Mm, it's a bean. It's yeah. a, nice. But you can't just put any bean in that type of, you know, dish. And uh, oh, it's, it. it's an easy side and everybody loved it. Mm. And I, you know, I was kind What's of... What's the flavor profile? It's very... Uh, the closest thing I could think of is like very similar to a jambalaya without mm. like the seafood and spice. Like it's got lots of flavor. Mm. Um, I mean, it's got everything in it. Puerto Rican dishes are known for like utilizing what's you know what they have on the island so tomato cilantro you know basic onion garlic Mm -hmm. rice you know it's just all kind of thrown in there into a pot and um sounds very good yeah well now that we're hungry fully got off on a tangent (laughs) I love getting off on tangent um okay so Let's go back to baby Tony. Tell me, where did you grow up? Baby Tony. Um, Did baby Tony have a big beard? Baby Tony had facial hair. What? I had had a mustache by the time I was like 12, I think. Oh, you were one of those kids. Fully. And, And I didn't realize at the time that you know, my gorgeous, luscious locks were going to all Oh, you mean dissipate. your hair. You mean your hair. Yeah, I had I had a full head of curly, thick, cur- curly hair. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, now I don't. But um, You've shaved it, Jolly. It's a style choice. <laughs> That's what I always tell them. They're like, you're bald. I'm like, uh, no, I shaved my head. Yeah, I, I could have hair on my head but it's so patchy and you know i'm not gonna be one and we're not gonna go to like turkey and get that shit implanted i'm i put robots in your brain when they do that you know i no i'm just kidding i was like i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we're in the future we're in the future (laughs) although apparently elon musk has just actually implanted a chip into somebody's brain and the person who is of course anonymous is apparently doing fine if if they were doing fine i'm sure we'd know who they were but whatever anonymous person with a chip like what no the chip chip, the chip apparently allows them to control computers with their mind so yes everyone the future's coming for you just oh 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 i've heard of this i've heard of this it's like it's like the next evolution past vr and it makes sense but please no just no i mean the robots are already going to kill us in our sleep so forget it i mean so uh, this, oh, okay, now we're going to go into technology. I'm in, I'm in very, very, <laughs> I'm very like ready player one about it. Like, okay, if we're going to go there, then sure. I mean, like I pay my taxes. I struggle <laughs> to afford, to, uh, you know, my, my place of residence and all that. So like, I have nothing to hide. Are you saying you want a chip in your brain? I mean, if, if we're getting to the point of like, Oh, we're going to have a chip in our brain to have a, the eye chip, a better quote unquote life or whatever, stay more stable or 
equality for everybody. You know, uh, whatever. I'll go along with it. Sure. Because we're all going to die tomorrow. Like, <laughs> we're all going to die. Like, <laughs> so on that note, um, okay, let's go back to, I appreciate the didactic uh, divergence. Yeah. But, um, so back to little baby Tony oh, yes, with the mustache. T- yes, yes. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in um, foster care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a rough childhood, um, lots of abuse and neglect. So child protective services. Uh, I was awarded the state by the time I was three. Oh wow! Yeah. So how how did that translate to like moving? Did you go from a few families to others, or oh, you- it was it was a, a one group home to another group home to a foster home to another foster home. It was a lot of kind of skipping around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a, a different, obviously. Um, and back then, uh, you know, there was no when you're a child, you don't know what gay is. You don't know what you know liking being attracted to the same sex as you just don't understand. Um, so I was always kind of, you know, odd and different, more on the artsy side. And were you in theater? Uh, I was, I was, I was in, (laughs) so uh, fast forward to like high school. Uh I was in dance. I was in show choir. I was, did they have like go-go class? Do they have a go-go <laughs> I think you probably got a, would have gotten straight A's. Right? Um, no, but I did get A's in all of like anything creative and artsy. I got very good grades. Um, Excellent. Yeah, my other grades had really suffered, and I believe that it was due to kind of my home environment. Mm-hmm. I did I did move back home during high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really tough time. I was, you mean just like the reintegration? Uh, no. So, you know, coming from an abusive situation when I was a child, you, you know, all, all you want as a child is to be with your family and that sort of American dream of like wholesome family values and that sort of thing. But mm, some people are not fit parents Mm -hmm. and my parents are my bio, you know, parents are not fit to, to be raising anybody, let alone themselves. You know, like it is, it, it was really rough. So I was put through conversion therapy for many years. Yeah. And this is in San Diego. And this is in San Diego. Was this, can I ask um, like when you were born? Uh, okay, year. sure. Yes. Yeah, sure. Well, just so I can, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Put a, so, a uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I was born in '84. Um, I was born in October. So this was yeah. Reagan's California then, like when you grew up, like in post Reagan, sort of. A, a post Reagan. I remember what Clinton, right? That was Clinton era. Well, I mean, Clinton was the '90s, but but yeah, for your for your teens, I would think yeah, that would have been Clinton years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, as Reagan. much as we may or may not like Bill Clinton. He had to make a lot of compromises at the national level just so they wouldn't stab him. Yeah. You know, and I think we all thought he was going to be a little bit more of a fan for Mm -hmm. us than he ended up being, but that's neither here nor there. So did they take you out of school to put you in conversion therapy or was it just something you, it was something added on. So, uh, so my bio family is very religious and conservative and um 
you know, a kind of a mix of hodgepodge of different uh, variations of Christianity that they call non-denominational Christian church, which, I mean, it's just, it's all crazy. It's all nuts. But um, uh, through the church, they had a program specifically for me, surprisingly enough. You mean uh, they crafted it just for you? (laughs) Yeah. That um, I would meet with like the elders and deacons and have like therapy sessions and they would take me to like other venues where they would have conventions more or less of speakers who were uh, converted from being gay to being straight and born again and and all this kind of blowing smoke yeah it just it it was just not great and you know when you're in it i was talking to some girlfriends yesterday sort of about our experience because we um me and uh two of my girlfriends we went we all went through the same church and all that but we all had our different experiences within that and we were all talking about how we're surprised that we made it out and you don't realize what's happening really until you're outside of everything. You're outside of that situation. And I mean, they didn't realize what I was going through. They just, you know, cause I, I was very closeted. Um, even though I was very artistic and all that stuff, you know, my, my defense mechanism was I'm a born again Christian. Right. I'm following, you know, in God's plan and whatever. So those are the words out of your mouth, but on the inside, were you still thinking, but God, I can't wait to get my mouth on a dick? I, I fully was hooking up in bathroom stalls and While truck you were stops. Saying and all this. I'm, this, is, this is like bef- even pre that. Like mm-hmm. I remember vividly um, actually g- circling back to Tom of Finland. I remember being at... One of my group homes I was in, we they didn't have um, a sports field of any kind on the premises, so they would uh, shuttle us to like one of the community parks close by the uh, group home. And I remember going to use the restroom and going to get a you know a toilet seat cover and pulling out a cocky magazine ooh in, in the men's room in yes. the men's room at this public park hot and it was so hot it was so <laughs> hot and this is like the the fantasy of that whole Tom of Finland thing it was real like mm-hmm. that's real and in this magazine it was very tapping of the foot under the stall mm. you know getting a uh, oral from uh, glory hole you know god was, the days before the fucking internet jesus i mean no i mean the internet was there i know yeah the, the, you didn't have it in your pocket though right like right. you really yeah. there's yeah, no yeah, fucking exactly. sniffies and scruff exactly. and growler and all these gay.com and all that shit and i remember oh that was kind of i think uh god i hope i don't get in trouble for this uh i think it was like 13 or 14. When don't I, worry. We don't remember his name. John Smith. <laughs> yeah. When I was experiencing that. So, so I was very into cruising mm-hmm. truck stops and department store bathrooms. And I joke about it now being, I was a department store slut <laughs> when I, I really was. And uh-huh. there was, it, it used to be the place to do it. Like yeah. I remember in my, my, childhood 
mall that I grew up near, which was maybe 20 minutes away from my house. Yeah. But I remember that the Kaufman's bathrooms uh-huh. were very cruisy. Yeah. And of course, this is me like age 17, well, 16, 17, 18, yeah. 19. And that was the tapping. It was the, a guy would stay in that stall for an hour and you know, he's not shitting and you're not on your phone. There's that didn't exist. It did not (laughs) exist. No, this, this was the nineties Yeah, and, or the late eighties for me. Yeah. And you know, I was not the giantest whore growing up. I wish I Mm -hmm. fucking wish. Um, I have friends that tell me like, Oh yeah, the first guy ever fucked. I was 13. I'm like, God, why not me? Yeah. But it is what it is. Our lives are the way they are. And, my first few experiences weren't the most amazing, yeah. but they were fucking hot. Yeah, so yeah. like that danger, like I think that's what it's, we miss. Yeah. That, that thrill, that sense of taboo. Yeah. And that was very, the experience when I came out. Cause uh, well, before I came out rather, like it was very, not only something that I was quote unquote, not supposed to do, but it was, it was very taboo. Yeah. You're tapping your foot to try to get the gentleman's attention next to you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was, and it worked. It, it, it fully, like, I, I can't, you can't tell me at a department store that I haven't hooked up in. Cause yeah. I have hooked up in all of them. You know what I mean? Like somebody was saying something the other day. I, I can't remember what I heard it on, but if you see anything in the real world that looks strange, yep. it's probably somebody cruising. Yep. Like you see people acting weird. I mean, this is men, of course. Yep. You see men acting strangely, looking around, mm-hmm. anything. Like, why is that guy sitting on a fountain, like um, eating an ice cream cone with his legs crossed? Cruising. <laughs> like, why is that guy d- walking three Frenchies at the same time? Cruising. <laughs> anything that looks yeah. strange, it's probably somebody looking for dick. Right. <laughs> and I, I still firmly believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So getting back to, um, I'm really good at, um, veering off course. Um, so getting back to the upbringing is like, I was very much in the closet throughout my whole, you know, experience as being a born again, Christian being through that conversion therapy. And I remember vividly countless times, like praying to God asking him why I'm like this. Why can't I be normal? Why can't I be just like everybody else? And um, if what I did kind of, there was a, there was a moment where I had a self realization of like, if there is a God and if he doesn't make mistakes and if he builds us in his image, then why am I a mistake? Mm-hmm. It's, exactly it's fully like goes against everything like it just such a conundrum yeah exactly yeah. so i'm like it's all a sham I, <laughs> i'm so done i'm so done. <laughs> yeah. so were you just like this is all bullshit or were you like i just believe in what i believe in and i'm gonna say that i'm here like what which way did you go did you fall off the religious cliff or did you say i have a different version of religion than what i've been told yeah i i, I kind of it's been an evolution when i first came out i was in college i think it was my for actually it was my freshman year of college and I moved from North County, San Diego, which is notoriously more conservative than Mm -hmm. central San Diego. And uh, I moved to, to Mission Valley and I um, enrolled myself in school and student loan debt, but um, no, uh, so I've don't go there. Don't go there. (laughs) Student loans. Jesus. Talk about a cliff. Go back, go back, go back on track. 
so we um oh when so when i came out i still had this belief in a higher power so i was trying to find a happy medium in between like being somebody who's openly gay but somebody who believes in you know jesus christ and all that yeah and so i did find a church that was accepting of me and and all of that but not quite right it was there's always some caveat was it one of those hey we love all the gays just don't go suck a dick it was a hey we love all the gays but you should probably not yeah don't hook up Mm -hmm. don't Oh, don't be gay. We love you, but yeah, don't be gay. Especially don't do porn and don't escort. <laughs> Ooh. Well, you know what? That is a wonderful segue. Okay. So speaking of porn, escorting, go-go, yep. like once, it seems like once you came out, you fucking came out. Like, I fully, did, yeah. Was it like you literally just exploded onto the international superstar I, scene? I look at your Instagram. I went, I went to, I went from try, trying to be this like conservative, not conservative, but trying to be this free thinking, like sort of, okay. And then I finally was like, you know what? When I came out in San Diego, it wasn't like a welcome wagon. It wasn't like rainbows and butterflies when I, cause it was in Hillcrest. Like that's the gay, gayborhood of San Diego was, was Hillcrest at the time. And the trend wasn't to be different. The trend was not to be short and thick and Puerto Rican. The trend oh, was, was to be Twinkies, tall, white, Abercrombie. That oh. was that was still very much the trend. Now, do you mean just like the the sort of the hotties at the bars? This is what you're talking about. Like they were the hotties, and everybody else was a naughty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in I remember vividly like trying to just be out and enjoy the music and get opportunities and opportunities would pass me by because, you know, I'm looked over physically looked over, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a very apparent, very, um, and I had to take a moment of like self-realization, like, Oh, this is a thing. Like there's, there's stigmas, inside of our own you know right oh gays group. gays are no better oh, i mean we fully. we all wish that we were the best humans but we're just humans we just like yeah. to suck dicks and and i mean now i know everybody's rotten so <laughs> <laughs> present company excluded like every, every, right right so i had the self-realization of you know what people are not not acknowledging me people think like they i came out of the woodworks and they're like oh who do you think you are kind of a thing you i'm mean like, like who you don't look like us you don't belong or you yeah who well, taught you that so, you do belong was so like I, I i it was um there was a few things that i was i was on like a gay youtube channel there was a couple of things that i was i was involved with that were kind of a bit of a trend you know there was there it was starting to catch on at the time and we were, I was making some good social media presence. And yeah, and I had just like this really bad, I don't know, feedback from f- people in San Diego. It just, the locals did not like what I was giving. Wow. And and maybe it was a, f- a reflection of what I, like my inner 
you know, saboteur, my inner confusion of like, not really owning who I am as an individual and as a kingster and all that. Uh So maybe let me ask you, though, were you hanging out in and I'm, I don't mean to like draw distinctions, but were you hanging out in sort of the twinky areas, the muscly areas? Or were had you gone to a a real bear bar at, at the time? Yeah, so I actually naturally gravitated toward the Eagle, Peck's Bar, the Hole in the Wall, those bars, not only were the people nicer, but those fantasies from before were realized. Like fully the Tom realized. Finland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fully realized. With Brad Pitt. It, with Brad <laughs> and And I remember being in Hellcrest and, and hanging out at the crypt on Park. I believe it still exists. Um, it's their like fetish. This is the guy at the door of the crypt keeper. <laughs> Actually, it was a trans man that I, we went on a date at one point. I was very into this guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I actually gravitated toward the the Eagle and Sir Nicholas, which I believe is still the owner, mm-hmm. was fortunate enough to have him as one of my mentors Aww. in, you know, my various kinks that I was exploring at the time. So I had this pushback from the trendy gays, the quote unquote, um, you know, populars. I was on a website, askpig.com. There's no question about that. Yeah, I was on askpig.com. And at the time, you know, I had a, a great social presence and, and was very involved in that um, web website. And a director by the name of Robert Drake reached out to me from Hot House Entertainment it was their uh, Club Inferno, which was their kink genre of, of Hot House at the time, reached out to me and just said, oh, we, I really like your profile. How would you feel about being involved in this type of work? Let me know what you think. We are talking porn, right? Yeah, fully okay. porn. Just to make sure. And, and sorry, yes. I I'm, mean, I I'm get saying, it. I just want I'm people to all know these names exactly and things. what you're saying. Yes. yes. So, I f- yeah, I fully was asked if I wanted to do porn and... I was, I think, a junior in college at the time. And I said, you know what? Yes. I, well, I wanted to say yes right away because it was like, oh, this is an uh, ultimate dream. Like, who who's going to turn down being in adult films, especially mm-hmm. ones of my, up my genre? And you're saying you're going to pair me with my ideal type? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I was like, absolutely, Yes. And uh, but I, I waited twenty four hours to say yes, <laughs> just so it didn't seem so desperate. Just so you said yeah, like I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, tick 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 tick. tick, tick I fully was like, oh, I'm definitely doing this, and that helped actually pay for my senior year of college. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I remember. Oh God, I've just given away too much. I may have paid for a few months' rent uh-huh. that way a couple yeah. times, couple three, four. Times. See, you know. It, oh my it, God, it Tony. You're like drawing things out of me. Stop interviewing me. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, you, okay. So back to asspig.com. Yeah. You yeah. can see Tony on asspig.com oh, slash Tony Vega, international superstar slash <laughs> HTML. Not anymore. I just made that up by the way. Uh, on that, actually on that note, I can't, I can't be on that website anymore. Why? Did Even you, though uh, my very first porn was, as pigs it's hysterical he named the video after where he found me which is in the bathroom at the kaufman's 
Hey, right, where, where? right, right. <laughs> no, so askpeg.com will not let me back on the platform because here's why. Um, Rent Boy, do you yeah. remember that website? I never, I never went okay. there. Absolutely but you did know not. Of it. It Lord Boy. Yes, now Rent Man. However, yeah. Yes. So rentboy.com at the time, uh-huh. it was uh, you know a male escort service and yada yada. Well, there was somebody running for office, a local office like in governor? a certain community (laughs) and they were trying to dig up dirt on said person and found out that he was hiring male escorts on this website rentboy.com okay so they send in police to investigate who the plot thickens and come to find out not only did they find out information about this specific person but the owner had been doing a little shady business on the side and i don't know if exactly it was tax evasion or embezzlement that's what always gets the gaze is the taxes and and they fully (laughs) right (laughs) and so they fully shut down rent boy and and at that time the people in that industry in the escorting industry that hired and were the talent thought that it was a witch hunt and that they were police were going to come after them next when it really wasn't it was just they were trying to get dirt on it was very scandal you know um scandalous darling the show scandal oh oh my god i love that yeah behind the scenes behind the scenes things happening to make things the way they're, they're happening so I lost a ton of money. I lost a shit ton of money. Anyway, so on AskPig.com, I had a professional profile. That's when Adam for Adam, AskPig, Craigslist, all of these websites started pulling their professional quote-unquote ads. Oh, so they didn't want it to look like... like um, oh, wait, wait. What was her name? The the one, the, the, the madam, the Washington madam. Was this all around the same time? Heidi Fleiss or something? This wasn't the uh, same thing, was it? I don't think... I'm not sure. Okay. All right, continue. But so, so yeah, it was a whole industry-wide shutdown of escorting services on various platforms wow. in the States. And Rent Men stayed... And I actually, because I knew they were based in Europe, I was like... I had messaged them immediately when I realized what was going down. I uh-huh. said, hey, look... They're going to be going after rentboy.com. I just want to make sure that you guys are aware that you need to take this proper steps or whatever that you need to. And they said, we are fine. We have everything under control. We're also overseas. So we are not going to get shut down. They're based in like the fucking Cayman Islands or something. (laughs) So they like fully were not worried at all. As a matter of fact, it was good news for them because that's the main platform that everybody, you know, in the industry uses now. So, wow. Um, but so getting back to Aspeg, so I, I was banned from the the platform and I tried recreating a new account and any likeness or anything of Tony Vega is n- not allowed. Wow, bitch, you're blackballed. Right. How do you get blackballed from like gay porn? That's amazing. It was it was nuts. The webs the website of Aspeg. But um yeah, I went on to do several films and and um I even moved up to San Francisco at one point to pursue um porn and go go dancing full time. 
uh, porn was actually the gateway into me go-go dancing. I love it. As it often is. Yeah. Well, very good. All right. So we're going to take a break Mm -hmm. and we come back. We're going to talk about the meetup. Yes. I'm excited. This episode is brought to you by Bullet Bar, a no-attitude man's bar where everybody's welcome. Looking for leather, fetish, jeans? Bullet Bar has the largest patio in the valley and is open seven days a week, 365 days a year, noon to 2 a.m. with the longest happy hour in Los Angeles. Visit bulletbarla.com to check out the calendar for more information on all upcoming special events. The Bullet Bar, where men meet. Yeah, I love coffee, but it gets me. Uh, Oh, does it give you like acid acid and shit? Uh, Because I like that. um, What's the one I always buy? Uh, The Cuban one. Cafe. Oh, the the Bostello or something? Yeah, there we go. Is it red and yellow or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The can. It's nice. It's so good. Also, it gives me that like. nitro cold brew feeling like oh really it gives me a zippity doo dot day that's <laughs> what this, it does do you make it cold brew yourself or are you just you're talking like hot version oh yeah yeah the hot and like, it still gives you the zippity doo does it, well because yeah that's espresso that's what they call it yeah it's espresso beans right so yeah. i and i and i pour i feel yeah i just kind of <laughs> trust i trust and believe girl when it comes to coffee i know it all okay i have Three French presses, uh-huh. different sizes. Okay. You might be like, okay, bitch. I have two mocha pots, you know, mm-hmm. the screw together uh, metal pots. That's yeah. almost like an old like kettle, kettle. with a little yeah. water mm-hmm. reservoir at the bottom. And it spurts up through. And then it like, you know, it's almost like old fashioned espresso mm-hmm. from like fucking rural Italy. Yeah. But the, the coffee's fantastic. Yeah. And of course they call it a mocha. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, doesn't that mean chocolate? Well, no, it just means coffee in italy yeah. thanks bitch um but it is so good and so chocolatey you just yeah. like this is the original mocha well yeah. it's yeah and then i have i swear to god two pour overs well i don't know why i have two of everything yeah um don't stare at me like that but <laughs> it's true and maybe it's be- but they're different sizes and different makers and stuff yeah and then of course i have a fucking nespresso machine uh-huh. and oh my god when i bought that i mm-hmm. was like literally like i'd go through like 10 of those capsules a day mm-hmm. and i'm like this is too much money for fucking coffee yeah. but i cannot get away with my i mean i have to have my Stumptown every day yeah and i really love it like i fucking hate starbucks coffee i've just been just it's ruined my life but yeah but good coffee gives me life i i, I lo- really like good coffee but i'm also so sensitive that like yeah. in my last apartment i had everything automated so like you i mean you like lived in Wee herman's house no no like I, I my coffee machine was like i didn't have to it already would make oh it was like one me. of those really and it helped nice wake ones, me yeah. up and i'm like okay oh, you could smell the beans did no. it have an alarm or something no 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 i just had a smart plug so it everything turned oh, on yeah nice. yeah it was very simple but it was effective right yeah. not don't, not paying alexa make me coffee yeah please don't Ah, oh shit! Do you have one of those? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't, Alexa. Don't make coffee. Oh, <laughs> talk about the machines. Yeah, yeah. Coming that for reminds us. me that my girlfriend. <laughs> we were on Facetime yesterday cooking this chili, and um, oh chili. Yeah, yeah. I have. I have some actually. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? You by the way, are you gonna be part of the chili cook-off this year for the regiment? It's uh, like October, yeah. November. You have to. Yes, you have to join actually, it. Gabriel. 
he had oh. some of mine last night and was he was he like jealous? he was like oh you have to enter this contest you have to uh, gabriel was so happy that that he he told everybody he's like oh my god bitch my chili won <laughs> i mean gabriel's chili was fucking great yeah. and my chili okay i'm mr regimen i really did not want to win anything i just wanted yeah. to put in some more chili right mine was very good it was green chicken chili because i fucking love chicken chili yeah and um but yeah gabriel's chili was really good yeah. gabriel so yes, yeah. you have to enter. Yeah, it was it was a good and it was a recipe that we actually my girlfriends and I all shared together and we actually like yesterday morning we all cuz one of them lives in um Atlanta, the other one lives in Anchorage and we we all got on FaceTime together at the same time and started prepping and did You were FaceTime triple chili cooking? Yeah. That's hot. In three different states and it was it's something that we did like we started during COVID Aww. and it just kind of that's really cool kind of evolved and now we kind of have cocktails together we'll like hang out and play Mario Kart on our phones and be on our you know we'll be FaceTiming but uh-huh. also playing Mario Kart together that's very cool it's hysterical you know what I, I said it to you I think earlier like Corona was terrible for a lot of people for a lot of reasons but yeah the way people can connect now that you know, and I, I often rail against technology, even though I work for a technology company, <laughs> but it really is a great way to like, <clears throat> you know, just reconnect with people and the fun things you can do, like fucking cocktails and chili and yeah. four different time zones. I it love was, that. it was, it was, it's so simple, but also, yeah, it's a way for us to all be together without being physically together. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. So speaking about being together, see what I did there? I see. Let's talk yeah. about the meetup. Oh, there's a chili reference in there too. The meet- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell Lots me about of this. Meat. Um, so, <laughs> so the meetup USA is a fetish group uh, that I started a fetish bicoastal event rather that takes place uh, hosted typically at a gay clothing optional resort because whorehouse. The so so the fetish is silicone saline primarily, but it's we encourage various other forms of body modification. Essentially, is a, a weekend long event that encourages us to come together as a as a you know kinky family and just enjoy the weekend in a nice, warm, safe environment. So we have one coming up in May, Cinco de Mayo weekend at Palm Ooh, Springs. Of course, Palm Springs. Yeah, Are you, is CCBC. Shout out, or is it? Or is it not set yet? Or? It is not at CCBC. No, okay. um, we're hosting at the Twin Palms uh, Resort. It's a fairly new boutique resort in Palm Springs, and they have it's. A, there's actually three different. Um, there's two other sister um, hotels that are the same boutiquey kind of feel. And the same experience. It's about the same price, surprisingly, as CCBC or Canyon Club or anything like that. But you get so much more with it. I wanted the experience. I've worked in gay travel before. I've been on gay cruises and excursions and all this stuff. And a lot of the times when I've had these experiences, it's like elevated and it makes for a better time just enjoy you know not having to worry about small tiniest things like Mm -hmm. the outlet's not working or why are these sheets caked in crisco Uh, you know it's 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 i wonder it's the idea of ccbc is hot but the reality is there are some newer 
resorts that have surfaced that have much better amenities. Oh, so, so it's really, it's just you found these places and you thought they were the right fit for you. A, Excellent. And my, and my group. And they all, aside from, there's only been really two complaints and that was just cost. And there are two people that were on the younger scale of our demographic. And and I get it. Yeah, it's 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 not, you know, a cheap weekend by any means. But sure. But it's a weekend that I'm helping provide for our our niche for our fetish. And if people really want to come together, which they have, then they'll do so. And if they're planning on a vacation of some sort, why not vacation with other like-minded individuals and chasers, right? So how did you get into body modification? So it all is a culmination of of things. So the, the Kake magazines and all that, that was included fisting and I was an into I was already into fisting porn and and all of that and I had seen a video I believe it was from Europe somewhere I have no idea one of those VHS it was like a VHS t- transferred to digital and I saw this video online of this guy getting fisted but he had this huge like bull ball sack mm-hmm. just hanging there and being played with and I was just so intrigued did and- you know that he had you know, pumped or did you think, Oh, that's natural. It was, it was the question of like, Oh, is this natural? Is this something else? What is it? And how can I get it? <laughs> that's Sign how, me up. That's, right? Yeah. That's how I, that's how I, I s- saw it. And, um, I immediately started doing research on, uh, at the time it was Yahoo group forums. Oh my God. Remember I remember that? those. Jesus. <laughs> I'm really dating myself. Um, but it, it the nineties, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was a time of that, that f- free information was circulating and, and accessible and becoming more and more accessible to people. Um, so I had done years of research, honestly, of, um, types of enhancement that you could get and there's a lot out there there's insertables there's pumps there's temporary solutions like saline there's pmma and various other things that you could do and each individual one has a different effect and a different aesthetic and some last longer than others and some are permanent Mm -hmm. And with doing my research, I realized that I want something that looks, and I was very attracted to that realistic, heavy, like fleshy, like not as much saline, because saline is just filling the available space, right? So if you have, a, let's say, a tight ball, ball sack, it's going to stretch it out like a balloon, right? Uh-huh. To, And that wasn't the look I was going for. Like, there was this gentleman... I believe he passed away recently. His his online persona is named Greg. Capital his online persona is Greg. Just Greg. Capital G, capital R, E G. And he had at the time the largest documented like enhanced scrotum oh, wow. and shaft that I'd ever seen. Some people have come close since, but he still is like very much like the beacon of the fetish and i mean each testicle was let's give you an example each testicle was about the size of a basketball yeah 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 yeah. and it went well past the knee well well past the knee now okay 
I, I understand, <laughs> and I really do say, I mean, I, I was joking with Marcus um, a couple months ago, and yeah. he I said something funny about like, hey, you're not going to be fucking a dead guy. And he's like, don't yuck my yum. And I thought it was <laughs> hilarious, actually. But, you know, the point is, to somebody, almost anything is something that they are into. But yeah. I, I talk about like, how might that impact your life in a certain way? Like, sure, like certain things are... I mean, basketball. Each ball was like a basketball. Yeah, yeah. And hearing hearing the stories and reading these because it's all it's you know it was documented online and before they shut down the Yahoo groups. I, I wish somebody and hopefully there's somebody out there listening to this who has maybe records of 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 some of this these stories and and things online. But reading about you know Greg's journey and and seeing his progression over the years and other p- people um little chris in san diego and there's s- videos that that came out in the 90s that were very niche very one of a kind and very inspirational to you know where i wanted to go and see myself there was a video that comes to mind called Jurassic Dick and he's and it's just this guy in his kitchen and he's not even showing his face he's like a bear you know very handsome body and built and all that stuff and he's just walking around his kitchen and he just like plops out his junk and then just like you know wiggles it around flings it about you know leans up against the fridge and it's like up against his body you know very sexual but it was it was showing the movement and the weight of it and it looked very heavy you know right. but very alluring it was something that i just immediately was oh this is so he hot. was like brontosaurus dick then right totally <laughs> yes for those of you that did not grow up with jurassic park i wanted to be a paleontologist when i was six that happened yes. oh uh, yay seriously well i have a question yeah. um and feel free to not talk about sure. this, but um, do you know noodles and beef? Like what I'm referring yes, to? Yes, yeah, I do. Is this something, if somebody's going to go down the road, and you feel free to, to offer any resources for our listeners, if somebody wants to sort of go down this road, do you have any suggestions of, of resources or online, I don't know, forums uh, or anything that they, that they can safely approach this because you know body modification if you're like getting something pierced or you're right getting a tattoo i don't think anybody really thinks about it they're just like i'm gonna have this the rest of my life and, yeah but how would you how would you direct somebody that maybe is interested in this to explore it safely so i'm gonna start off by saying body modification is everywhere from tattoos to piercings like you said you get you have a pa that's a body modification you have a septum ring you know that's a body mod it's it's more of a quote-unquote subtle only because it's more socially accepted people are just used to seeing it exactly and my explanation to people that are confused or kind of put off by the situation is this like you could walk down especially here in west hollywood you could walk down you know the street and see voluptuous woman with huge breasts like obscenely large breasts and nobody bats an eye at, at that because that's just been accepted socially now they might be like oh it's kim kardashian right or like oh somebody with that ass is clearly yeah, she's been got a bbl enhanced. and right. no one thinks about it at all nobody thinks about it but a guy doing it 
it's like, oh, taboo of like, there's other things that men get that are also frowned upon. Chest implants, like some people have a certain type of chest that they can't, you know, build or sculpt their chest in a certain way. So they'll get that, you know, adjusted or a big one here in LA is a calf implant. Because wait, wait, what? You can get calf implants? <laughs> yeah, calf implants. Wow. And and a, a, a lot of men, too many, in fact, um, focus <laughs> focus on their upper bodies and not enough on their lower bodies. Yes, so it's it, please have a leg day, guys. Right, please. They and so you know what? They got the money. They're gonna go get the legs that they want, and that's great, great on them. But that's still a bit frowned upon. You know, sure. it's why why can you know women get these DSLs and I can't have... Well, for me to put in my two cents, yeah. I think the answer to that is men often encourage women to get the BBLs they do. and the B- BBTs, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that, because then the men love the BBTs and the BBLs or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And so I think there's sort of like a lot of reverse sexism in women getting plastic surgery and it's their bodies. They yeah. should be able to do whatever they yeah, want with yes, them. Yeah. But I feel like there is pressure yeah. from the men in their lives and, and honestly society. And, mm. and when we sort of take that paradigm and flip it to the gay world, that pressure is not there yeah. or it's there in different ways. And so it's, I mean, again, you might be walking around West Hollywood and you see like, Oh, this is the calf crew and they all have amazing calves. And you're like, okay. And, in 10 years, maybe that's just a thing. Yeah. I think that's probably the real answer for that. Mm. I don't know if I said this already, but men are pigs. Yes, we men love are pigs. that. And we, whether we like it or not, are obsessed with size. Whether you're trying to... The size to, of whatever. Exactly. Of whatever. Yep. Whether you're trying to bulk up, whether you're trying to lean down, whether you're trying to, whatever the case is, what it has to do with your diet or like a nose job or whatever it is, we're all aspiring or all, you know, um, intrigued by the idea of um, a certain type of look or aesthetic that we're just, we gravitate toward. And so I, I spent, it's almost like a second coming out for me of like, oh, right, this is, a part of me. This is who I am. This is my fetish. And I'm going to own that. And there are ways to, to go about this without, you know, risking your life. Going back to your question, there are medical professionals you could seek out. There is information available online. That's the easiest way. The, we have forums on, on Discord. We have, you know, you could email in to the Meetup USA, info at meetupusa.com. You know, info at themeetupusa.com. Yeah. We're on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Like, as of now, none of those platforms shut us down yet. But... <laughs> you know, but the, there are resources out there. And even if you don't want to join us at the meetup or the phallic frolic or any of our events. I'm sorry, the what? Oh, yeah. The phallic frolic? What is this? Tell me more. So my new segment, <laughs> we're going to segue. <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, there's information out there. So the phallic frolic is my new um, concept that I've created. He just came up with it. Because, <laughs> because, because people, various fetish bars and leather bars are like, oh, we would love to have you come out and do a meetup out here. But there are certain cities and states that don't have clothing optional resorts, that uh, don't have... Yeah. 
a warmer climate for us to go and spend a weekend. So why not take the meetup to various organizations and bars and venues and have a little pop-up event, like a dance party, and celebrate our niche, celebrate our kink in an environment where we could all just let loose and have a good time. Sure. Like a little more targeted, a little less less expansive right, meetup. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a dance party that actually started during the meetup weekend. It's it immediately follows the Mr. Meetup contest. We also I also host a contest. Of course you do. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Industrious. <laughs> well I mean it's like if I so yes, I could be standing on a hill and screaming at the top of my lungs. This is this exists, but like when more of us are out there being spokespeople and actively sharing the information, yeah, there's risks to body modification. But there's risks in any aspect of that. You know what I mean? But if you go and seek professional medical treatment for that type of fetish, the reality is the risk is greatly reduced than trying to figure out how to do it yourself and all of that nonsense. Absolutely. So yeah, phallic frolic is a way for me to bring the meetup to other unreachable areas. You know. Do you have any of those scheduled right now? I'm still looking at a venue here in LA to kind of host a, a hub, like a once a month thing. So any venues out there? <laughs> Michael Lara, if you're listening. <laughs> Michael. Come on, Michael. I bet there's space. Jeremy, honestly. like, come on, Jeremy. Uh, it just, there's, yeah. Um, and I've, I've had a lot of inspiration from, you know, of Go-Go Dance for uh, quite a bit of years now. And the parties I've gravitated toward are sort of the genre of what I'd like to do. Having a, a tea dance or something that's just like very free and 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 open and it just like inspirations that what is that event? Um, Summer Tramp. Do you remember that? I do. I think so. I remember when like Summer Tramp first started. It was like in a pizza restaurant, like on the parking lot. It's like way out in like the arts district or something. And in Reseda. It was in Reseda. I'm making that up. Okay. <laughs> Nothing is and in Reseda. It was, it was, it was uh, oh, just a fun time. And, and the people were so eclectic and there was like water slides and like. Water slides? Oh, it was, it was nuts. In a yeah. bar? No, no, no. In a parking lot. Oh, in a parking lot. Outside of a pizza restaurant. Oh. Yeah. So it was, and there was like, people with jello shots and like uh, squirt guns and like we need a jello uh, bubbles and it was it and they would do these promotional videos of like oh come you know celebrate summer tramp with us and it was just like this fun like kind of crazy and now it's developed into like i think proud dtla i think that's the same people oh wow and they have summer tramp as a huge event that happens in like pershing square i believe that's amazing yeah, but it started with this like very eclectic, and that's kind of that's where I've been drawing my inspiration for the phallic frolic. It's something different. It's something where you can potentially see a go-go dancer with enhancements. You know that that is something that we don't see, and we should celebrate. You know what? You've achieved this with your body, and it might not be for everybody, but it's for me, and I I'm gonna give you a dollar because I that's right. Yeah. You it's know. you living your truth and enjoying your body and, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and although, you know, we're, life is difficult and life is not easy, especially mine. I've, I've been through 
everything. But being able to own my truth has been so empowering. And I think that's what's really kind of catapulted me as, and I've joked about it, oh, international superstar Tony Vega. Like I've, as of now, have only ever performed in like Canada and Mexico, as well as the as well as the states. So yes, technically I'm international, but it's a, it's a, it's really a joke. Honestly, like, it's, I don't I mean, take I yourself too seriously, you know, but I'm going to say though, like, uh, anything you think you can do, if you say, how the fuck am I going to do this? You will do it. Yeah. And I, and I do. And I, and I want to actually, my marketing for my tour this year is my, um, international superstar hog body world tour. I love that. Fucking love that. Cause I'm owning my body. Own I'm that owning hog my body, tr- bitch. Yeah. You want Seriously. a hog body? You want a booty? <laughs> you better eat, bitch. <laughs> okay. So our final segment is called daddy issues. Daddy. So question number one. Yes. Are you a daddy or are you into daddies? Explain. I am very much into daddies. Yes. I, I don't um, feel like a dad. Um, I gravitate toward daddies. I think it, um, not to try to be too serious, but I didn't have a, a father figure at all growing up. And I believe my bio father was only in my life for like three months when I was in high school and that was it. So I do, I do gravitate toward a... And I'm short too, so I do. You're like a pocket pair. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I do, I do gravitate toward a sturdy, you know, man. I just do. And so, yes, we all love Grizzly Adams, absolutely. <laughs> now, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people, a lot of men in the leather world, seem to be, you know, like. Of course, we had shitty fathers or absent fathers Mm -hmm. or absent shitty fathers or fathers that were always in our face. And, you know, those unresolved issues. Right. I really think a lot of the work gets helped by having Mm -hmm. one or more daddy figures in your life. Right. And so uh, somebody joked with me uh, last week. They're like, oh, you just want to know about this because you got daddy issues. I'm like, bitch, of course I got daddy issues. I just also think it's hot. Right. So, all right. So now, question number two. Yes. What was the most unusual or terrible hookup you've ever had? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, being a sex worker, I've had some really horrific moments. Like Uh, lime jello? There was a gentleman I was seeing in San Francisco, and he had this uh, gorgeous house in the hate um hated it <laughs> sorry and um i would see him frequently well apparently one of the times i went to go see him he had participated in some sort of substance before i got there mm-hmm. and fully ko like passed out and i was i almost called the police they like, thought it, he was dead or something it was like it, the, it was very light breathing like it was it was a lot and I also was trying to get paid. And um, <laughs> wait, he didn't leave the money on the dresser. He, I had seen him before, so it was like kind right. of a routine for us. To like, oh yeah, we're gonna go up to his office and blah blah blah. And I'm like, where is he? He had like fully like collapsed in his office. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was like I don't know what to do at this point. And it was like 
it was terrifying because it's like, do you, do you call 911? Do I call 911? What am I doing in this person's house? I'm also, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm also Latino and he's a white, like, and I'm not trying to pull the race thing, but like, how is this going to look? Not only as me as a sex worker, but like I've me. seen, um, you know, Chung Chong. I've seen Law and Order. I know yeah, how that goes. It's, it, you know, it's crazy. And I don't know what he did, what he took or whatever to, so that was like one of the craziest moments of hooking up that I can wow. just recall off the top of my head. Yeah. So was there, I mean, did you ever talk to him again? Like, did he revive or how did it resolve? Uh, yeah. So I was able to shake the life out of him to like wake up he, you know, it was kind of like really railing on him. Like, you need to get up. Wake up, he, bitch, and pay me. And yeah. And he was, I was like, do you need me to call the ambulance? And he was, was articulate finally. And he said, no, I'm, I'm okay. I was like, are you sure? No, I'm okay. I mean, it's, you're an adult and this is your house. Right. Right. Exactly. Are you going to pay me now? <laughs> and, he did, and he fully did and, yes. it, and paid me a bit extra. I'd um, say for the inconvenience. Yeah. And, and I mean, but how terrifying. I know. He, well, for him as well. Like, could you imagine if I was like a klepto or something? I know. I could have ransacked that yeah, place. Totally. He had like. You know, did he have a Van Gogh credit cards and gift cards and like yeah, an art and and like an arcade um room like what, an arcade? Would he have Pac Man in yeah, there? Yeah, he had like video game room. Oh like, shit, it, bitch had money. Yo, fully. So it, I was like, if I was not an honest person, oh, the furs and the like, you know, like yeah, furs. <laughs> What is this, an episode of Pose? Every floor was different. Did you see that episode of Pose where like Electra puts that guy in the in the trunk? Uh, I haven't seen past like season. You have to watch that. Oh, you didn't like it? No, no, I liked it. I just I kind of fell off. Season two gets even better and crazier. But just yeah, watch for the guy in the trunk, and I won't say anything else. Okay. Hopefully, it will not trigger you. No. Oh, I hope it doesn't trigger you. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, <laughs> now, uh, question number three. Yeah. If you could have sex with any famous living or dead person, who would it be and what would the scene be? Now, they're not dead when you're having sex with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If if it's like, I don't know, like Leonardo da Vinci or something. Any living or dead person. Um... There's this, I oh God, I can't remember his name. Damn it. There's this Olympic, God, what is his name? Mark Spitz. What did he do? I, I Greg Lurganis? He was, he was um, either, I don't think he was a swimmer. I think he was a. Like a shot putter or something? I think he was a s- s- snowboarder. Snowboarder? Really? Wait, wait, is he like, oh, wait, not he Tony was Okay, Hawk, no, 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 no. Okay, I don't remember his name, <laughs> but he did appear in um, uh, a couple episodes of American Horror Story, Ooh. the 80s one. <gasps> oh, wait, oh, no. It, what's his face? Uh, the little short guy. Yeah, he, he did AIDS Life Cycle with us. Gus Kenworthy, right? Is, Gus that, Kenworthy. Yeah, He's yeah, the yeah. Olympic one. Yes, yes. And the joke was he was He's like kept- making fun, like he he um he had too many drugs in his system, and that's why they kicked him out of the Olympics. Yeah. Gus yeah. Kenworthy. Yeah. So and tell me, what would you do with Gus Kenworthy? Gus, I, if you're listening. Uh, Gus, take I note. would I would I would <laughs> rim, I would rim your hole. <laughs> I would spread those cheeks so quick and rim that hole. I just 
I'm I'm very much into ass. I'm very much into his aesthetic, and I, nice. yeah, yeah. I don't know. He just does he's it a for very me. pretty specimen. Yeah, and he can ride a bike, uh, and hopefully ride me. <laughs> well, on that note, um, I just want to thank you for coming on here, Tony. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, uh, now, where can we find you on the socials? It's been a lot of fun for me too. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, on social media, you could find me at Tony Vega Triple X on X or um, X. Tony Tony Vega with two X's on Instagram. So double X on Instagram. Yeah, it was three, but they banned that one. Oh, wait, so it's Tony Vega XX is what you're saying. On Instagram, yeah. Okay, because I'm like, how do you spell Tony Vega with X's? But I get it. Okay. <laughs> Tony Vega XX on Instagram, Tony Vega triple X on X, Twitter. <laughs> That's actually really smart. I mean, you're, you're sort of like secretly brilliant. I love that. And... um. Linktree forward slash Tony Vega triple X. Um, you could also reach out to me on the meetupusa.com or any of those social platforms. Too. And his LinkedIn profile is noodlesandbeef.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that whole topic. I swear. <laughs> Sorry, doll. All right. No, no, it's okay. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Leather 101 is hosted and produced by Doug Milliken. Special thanks to Tony Vega and Bullet Bar. You can follow us on Instagram at leather101pod and my Mr. Regimen Instagram at pipedaddy73. Thank you for listening. And as always, don't dream it, be it. <laughs>